Welcome to the CCFR Radio Podcast, your source for news, updates, and stories from the CCFR. Welcome to episode 146 of the CCFR Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Rod Giltaka. Thanks for joining me again, everybody. Um, here we are. It's summertime. So um, I've got a couple of things to go over with you before I bring Wilson on. Um, here's the good news. We have a little bit of politics stuff to talk about, but we actually have more firearm community stuff to talk about than that, which is which is great. Isn't that going to be awesome? So anyway, uh, before we get started, I just want to thank uh, all the businesses out there in our community that are supporting the CCFR radio podcast. Bullseye North stocks a wide variety of guns, ammo, optics, knives, and accessories from all the big brands and offers free shipping nationwide on orders over $200. Some conditions apply. Sign up for their weekly newsletter to get zeroed in on their weekly deals and live inventory. Bullseye North is your sports shooting superstore. A huge thank you goes out to our great friends over at the Saskatchewan Rivers Chapter of Safari Club International. They do a lot of great work over there, including supporting the CCFR and the CCFR radio podcast. Check out all their great work at saskriversci.com. That's saskriversci.com. CTOMS has been a provider of trauma care training to military and police in Canada for nearly two decades. Now this emergency medical training is being made available to a wider audience through CTOMS Academy online courses. This online training is valuable to anyone that pursues sporting or outdoor activities or finds value in being prepared for a crisis. Visit ctomsacademy.skillbuilder.co and use promo code CCFR30 for a 30% discount on all training. And thank you so much to our great friends over at Vortex Canada. They continue to support the CCFR podcast and the CCFR. Can't say enough about them. Check out all their great products at vortexcanada.net. That's vortexcanada.net. Vortex, the force of optics. All right, we're back. So um, the good news, as I may have mentioned, I did the TV show today, so I, I it's hard to keep straight in my mind because I have to do multiple takes and stuff, what I've said in the intro of this or the TV show at any time, right? So anyway, I may have said... Uh, we've got some positive stuff to talk about today. So we're gonna when Tracy comes on, we're gonna do a little bit of politics and then some information about uh, the gun community, right? We're gonna talk about her trip over to uh, Wolverine Days from Wolverine Supplies and just outside of Verdun, Manitoba. That's cool. And her summer schedule, all the events that she's gonna be at. So that'll be a little bit more positive, make you almost feel like you have a functioning community again, which is which I'd like to get back to, right? So anyway, so. Um, before that, I've got uh, just a housekeeping item and then a little anecdote as usual for you. So the housekeeping item, you're seeing a podcast today. You won't see another one for a month. So the next podcast is going to be the first week of um, August. Okay. Now the next podcast after that is going to be in the middle of September. So we have two one-month breaks in between, just so, just so you know. Now the reason for that is, um, number one, Politically, nothing should be going on. The House isn't sitting. The Senate isn't sitting. So minus some outlier event or black swan event uh, on you know that affects gun owners, we shouldn't see any changes uh, or anything that uh, that we need to be motivated uh, or uh, sorry notified of uh, in the between now and the middle of September. Let's hope, right? Um, so not a lot going on politically. Plus, we need a little break to squeeze in there uh, at the CCFR here and there ourselves. 
on top of that, I have um, a project that I'm working on as well as trying to clean up some other projects like the restructuring and some other things. I have a big long list of things that I haven't done, which oddly enough, right? So <laughs> I have to get all those things done and, uh, and now's the time to do it, right? Where it's, uh, while it's supposed to be quiet. Now, interesting thing I just want to share with you is that um, the next podcast, yeah, I make the TV show and the podcast on the same day. The next TV show, when I make that next podcast in August, is going to be the season finale of season two of the CCFR's television show on Wild TV, CCFR Radio on the air. And part of that is we're going to look back on the last year, right? It's, it's the season finale, and we're going to look at all this buffoonery and this, you know, all this corruption and whatever, right? And with clips and hey, remember when this happened, kind of thing. And uh, if it's if it's worth watching, what I'll do is I'll put some clips of the television show into the podcast next time, the one that's coming in August, okay? So um, if it's going to be really boring, I won't do it. But uh, anyway, if it's if it's entertaining, I'll do that. Then um, the other thing I wanted to say is the one that's coming in September is going to be the season premiere of season three of our television show in the middle of September. Now, that's interesting because the CCFR doesn't exist to create television shows or to do vanity projects. The CCFR exists to do projects for specific reasons to advance your ability to own and use firearms. And then if you look under the hood of that, there's a lot of things that have to happen, right? We got to fundraise, you know, membership drives. We have to spend money on projects. We have to sue the government. We have to do public education. We have all these other things that we have to do. So you have to have a reason to do things. You don't do them as vanity projects. So the TV show, the intent of that was, is to bring information that gun owners need, right? That would normally get that information online, but bring it to a television audience because there's a lot of people that aren't online. There really is, especially older people and people in, in remote communities. They still watch television. So, and that could be, that could be hundreds of thousands of gun owners. Well, they need to know what's going on too. They need, they need access to this information. They need to know what they can do about it. And the mainstream media will not tell them any of that stuff. The government will not tell them any of that stuff either. So that's the intent. It's to bring gun owners together as a larger community. And, I, and you know what? I'll tell you this. It has worked beautifully. So, and I couldn't, have, I couldn't have told you that it would, but it has. So the show has been a really, really big success. It's one of the most popular shows on Wild TV, which is really cool. So anyway... Um, but yeah, I, I, I had no idea we were going to get to a season three, especially in an update show. Um, in fact, when I'll share this with you, I may have said this before, but when wild TV came to me and said, Oh, maybe you should do an update show like, you know, CCFR radio on the air. Right. But maybe you should do one like every week or every two weeks. And I was like, there's no way I could ever generate enough content to do that. That's ridiculous. But, but you know what? The liberals came through again. They gave us so much content that a ton of stuff never made it on the TV show that you guys see in the podcast because there simply isn't enough time in 22 and a half minutes. Okay, so anyway, whatever. We're in season three, and, uh, you know, I think my secret fantasy is the liberals at some point will just leave us alone and stop, you know, stop assaulting us, and maybe things can go back to normal for a while, and there won't be any content. I won't have to do it anymore. That's my, that's my secret fantasy. But uh, anyway, all right. Onto the uh, the little anecdote I had for you. So I'm involved in a little project right now where I have to go through the Twitter feeds of anti-gun groups and individuals and and uh, politicians of various uh, political parties and whatever, right? And I had gone through. I don't go to the doctor for doctors for protection from guns uh, Twitter feed very often anymore because it's really irrelevant. 
they they roll the doctors out when they need them when they're trying to sell something other than that the doctors have realized you know they're not experts in firearm policy they just aren't they have nothing really to contribute other than they know exactly how to fix holes in people and how to counsel people and and help them through recovery that's what they're experts nobody disputes that right but anyway so luckily they've gotten a lot more quiet <clears throat> that that air of narcissism is starting to fade a little bit. Maybe they started to realize, got a little bit more self-aware perhaps. But anyway, so I'm going through their, their Twitter feed, which is usually a train wreck. And uh, and there's this, they're always accusing, they're like Polly says, yeah, right? They accuse everyone else of spreading misinformation, but yet they'll spread disinformation, right? So it's it's kind of a thing. Just to kind of set the table, if you remember just a couple of podcasts ago, this clip of, of Polly literally spreading disinformation. We are stunned today by what we perceive to be a total capitulation of the Trudeau government before the NDP's duplicitous stand on banning assault weapons. The weak commandments that are substituting G4 and G46 do not constitute a ban on assault weapons. The amendments that are being proposed, they're watered, it's a watered-down definition who have fought to ban military assault weapons in Canada. The reason why we bring up the NDP is because we, and, I, and, and I, uh, despite saying over and over that he supports a ban on assault weapons, Uh, when asked what to do about the current assault weapons that are on the market, that have that were exempted or or escaped the criteria of the 2020 OICs, he never answered the question. Instead, he answered with a process, the process of pre-authorization, putting um, more um, responsibility on the manufacturer, which is... So he did not answer the question about current assault weapons. Ensure that we actually have a comprehensive ban on assault weapons. We believed them and we were lied to again. This is not a ban on assault weapons. Uh, at this stage, we have lost that battle and Canada will not have a ban on assault weapons. Um, because um, it's true that there are some assault weapons that are used for hunting, like the SKS, which is, in fact, quite popular. Um, but it doesn't mean it's a hunting rifle. It means it's an assault weapon that's used for hunting. So you guys have seen this clip before. And as you well know, assault weapons are not available to the public and haven't been. Assault weapons were, were banned in 1977, right? Coming up five decades, half a century ago. Okay, so this isn't some, they were just recently banned in some new regulation and Polly says wasn't, you know, they weren't up on the new regs or some politician wasn't or some media type. It's like, this is five decades ago almost, okay? So, and, and when it comes to assault weapons, I think anyone in, in firearm politics understands completely what assault weapons means. It's a fully automatic rifle, discharging a intermediate size cartridge with a detachable magazine. And I would even expand that personally, because if you, if you think of Justin Trudeau's definition, <laughs> and, and, 
and Marco Mendicino and Bill Blair. Like, look at this, look at this uh, intellectual powerhouse crew here. But if you look at their definition, which is a firearm designed to kill the most amount of people in the shortest amount of time, that would pretty much mean machine guns, right? <clears throat> Light, heavy machine guns that are belt-fed, really. is that's, that's what comes to mind if you're thinking about a firearm that's designed for that purpose. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, you know, here you've got the docs saying it over and over again, assault weapons, and why? Well, it's my opinion that they want to be able to make this claim. 80% of Canadians that are polled are saying that we should ban assault weapons. Did the poll say, just so you know, they're really centerfire semi-automatic rifles and shotguns designed for a hunting or sporting purpose? Like people wouldn't, people wouldn't agree with that, would they? But when you say assault weapons, even though they're not, then you're going to get your 80% poll because most people would say, yeah, I don't think that people should have machine guns. People don't even know, think, they don't even know that there's a licensing process in Canada. People in Canada think the gun lobby want people to freely keep loaded handguns in their glove boxes of their car driving around, right? With no licensing or whatever. And that overwhelmingly, gun owners are like, yeah, a little bit of regulation is okay, as long as it makes sense. As long as you can show clearly how it's going to improve public safety. Would any of that information be in any of these polls? Even Angus Reid, right? Who's Angus Reid's supposed to be pretty, pretty neutral. Did they, did they talk to an expert in firearms before they did their poll, which showed that people want to overwhelmingly ban assault weapons? Did they? I don't know. I can't remember. It was a while back. So anyway, and you know what? This wasn't the only tweet of the docs. Oh, yeah, here they are. They're talking about assault weapons, just like Pauli Sensov, yeah. Talk about spreading disinformation. Remember, disinformation is intentional, right? It's intentional. It's not an accident. They're like, oh, I keep saying assault weapons when I should be saying assault style. We're banning a, a style? Like the whole thing is, it's not a great argument. Anyway, someday all this will end. Someday there'll be some honesty in government and we will get our regulations straightened out so that we can improve public safety. We can crack down on the people that are shooting other people with guns, whether they're smuggled or stolen. Stolen guns are just property crime, really, right? Um, and we can really focus on making Canada safer. And I, I'd be happy as the head of the CCFR, as it were, to help in any way that we can. But anyway, I just thought I'd show that to you. It's <laughs> calling everything assault weapons, claiming that everybody wants to, is, is in favor of Bill C-21 because it bans assault weapons, and then disabling replies. Like th these are who our adverse, you know, our adversaries, uh, political adversaries are in Canada. Anyway, all right. Thanks for uh, hanging through that with me. Uh, let's bring on Wilson. All right, via Skype, we've got Tracy Wilson of the CCFR. Wilson! There it is. There it is. You, you look pretty dark. Are you embarrassed or angry? <laughs> yes and yes. No, I'm living here in, uh, you know, we've got these heat warnings and all this crazy weather going on. It's called summer. It's July in Ottawa, so it's sunny and warm. Oh. So I'm, I'm suntanned. Oh, very interesting. Um, okay, yeah. we've got a few things to go through. Not as much as recently. In fact, uh, for the first time ever, you and I struggled to come up with as many things as we're usually hammering into the podcast. So I guess this is good and not good. Oh, it's good. It's good because usually when we have a lot to talk about, it's a lot of doom and misery. So... This is very good. Yeah, well, and we have some positive things to talk about. But let's uh, get uh, let's get started with um, an update on C21. We all know that it's made its way to the Senate, but there was there were debates or something or it got read in or something, right? 
Yeah, that's right. So it um, achieved a second reading. And then there was some debate back and forth. Uh, Senator Plett, the leader of the conservative uh, Senate, had put forward a motion saying that, you know, they shouldn't even deal with this bill, just send it back to the House. Of course, that didn't happen. But they did vote on a motion unanimously to send it to committee for discussion, which is good because I know the anti-gun lobbies were really pushing the senators. Um, in fact, they even wrote an open letter. It was uh, Polly Sassouvien, the Danforth families, the Quebec Mosque, and the um, the women's lawyer group, NAL. Um, they had put together an open letter to the senators asking to go ahead and push this through before the Senate rose for the summer. Of course, that didn't happen. So all all senators from all parties unanimously voted to study it in committees. So when we come back in the fall, we'll be hearing from witnesses and be going through that whole process over again. So, yeah, it's good. Well, it's interesting how they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, don't have don't don't even look at this thing. Just like the liberals. Right. They were like, oh, yeah. don't bother looking. Just send it right back to us. This is fine. And and it's probably one of their most controversial bills, aside from like the censorship one. Yeah. And they're like, oh, no, no it's, it's good. You know, don't worry about the parliamentary process. Just send it back and we'll, we'll get this get this law passed. Well, and Senator Plett said, you know, he had that tweet thread that we spoke about last time where he was telling Marco Mendicino to, to back off and talking about the lack of consultation, especially with indigenous communities. So, you know, it's just pretty presumptuous to just assume that this should be slammed through and there's no reason to hear from other voices. And I don't know. It's. Just the way they roll, I guess. Yep. Yeah. So how how anti-democratic. But anyway. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, let's move on to uh, Marco Mendicino is just taking a daily beating still yeah. in the uh, in the press and uh, in uh, um, in the in the chatter amongst Canadian citizens. Yeah. So there's some a tips recently that came out uh, through the Canadian press. Uh, they were sort of digging into this because, of course, Marco Mendicino has been beleaguered by a ton of different controversies. Um, you know, he's got the CCP election interference. He lied about closing down all the Chinese police stations. That's not true. He falsified court documents, put the date of April 31st on there, which doesn't exist. Um, he lied during the inquiry into the Emergencies Act, saying that police demanded it and every single police force said they didn't. Um, he had to pull back the C-21 amendments, which was the hunting gun bans. And then, of course, now we are uh, watching him struggle through the um, the catastrophe of having Paul Bernardo, Canada's, you know, most notorious child rapist and serial killer, be sent from maximum security to a medium secu security facility where he'd have a little bit more freedoms and visits and stuff like that. So, of course, Marco's been saying all along, well, I didn't really know about this and pretended to be very shocked and appalled that this was happening. And it turns out through this ATIP, it was discovered that he was absolutely notified um, and his office knew about it for months. So, yeah, I he, he's back in the news about that again. And, of course, conservatives are calling for his resignation or for him to be fired. So yeah, we'll, we'll see I anticipate a cabinet shuffle on the horizon. Yeah, well, the typical Marco Minicino reaction is to lie. Yeah. And right. the guy's lied a lot. <laughs> you know, for, for someone who's supposed to be in the service of the public, that guy has lied a lot. Yeah, and, yeah. Anyway, you know, and, and, and of course, and I guess part of this is the lie itself, is if you look through <laughs> his Twitter feed, 
You know, what, what, why don't you read it? I think we talked about doing this. Why don't you read a little bit? Just just scroll through his Twitter feed a little bit and read some of the read some of the things well, that are going on in Marco's world. None of this other stuff, but see what, see yeah, what he's, like, he's focusing on. It's funny because this is national news. Everybody's talking about it. All the mainstream media, of course, is talking about this A-tip. You know, he's got some tweets about uh, Independence Day in America, um, some Canada Day barbecues that he attended, you know, welcoming some new Canadians on Canada Day, um, you know, some nice videos. Not a single word about all of these, um, you know, controversies that he's got. And in particular, the Bernardo one, which is, it's appalling to all Canadians, right? Um, so it's, it just reminds me of that meme, you know, the little puppy sitting in the room full of fire drinking coffee. It's fine. Nothing to see here. Yeah. But Everything's yeah, fine. Just... Just craziness. Yeah, none of this is actually happening. You know, it's a it's, a, cons it's a conservative conspiracy theory that right. I like constantly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's upside down world. I'm telling you. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's clown world. All right. Um, okay. So and he's going to end up getting shuffled out, right? So that's I think if so, there's yeah. if there's a silver lining, we only were afflicted with Marco Mendicino for a couple of years. Right. So. I don't know. I, I guess that's... We'll see who comes next, though. Sometimes the cure is worse than the uh, than the disease, Yeah, right? well, that's what we so. thought when uh, Bill Blair got turfed, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. we'll see We'll see if uh, if Justin Trudeau can can get even, can, can level up from there. Somebody that's even worse than Bill Blair and even worse than Marco Minichino. Oh, I'm sure it's possible. Anything's yeah. possible in his world. Okay, uh, let's move on. Um, okay. So you went to Wolverine Days. Let's talk about some positive stuff. You went to Wolverine Days uh, just outside of Vernon, Manitoba. Yeah, that's right. So I love this event. It's in the literally in the middle of nowhere. Verdun is a very small town of about 3,600 people. It's about a three-hour drive from Winnipeg. So it's quite the trek to get there. You know, I fly from Ottawa to Winnipeg, rent a car, drive three hours out to Verdun in the middle of nowhere. But this range event is probably the most well-run event in the country. And I, I mean, I go to national competitions. I go to all kinds of range events. <clears throat> and this one is probably the, the best run one. They attract um, distributors and retailers from all across the country to the middle of nowhere, literally. Um, they have just reams and reams of volunteers and staff and family that come out and help. And this is just a great family event. Uh, Senator Plett was there. That was great to see him. My favorite part of the whole uh, weekend was there was this little kid. I, He was maybe about two and a half or three years old, like really small and smaller than normally you would see at a range day. And, you know, we're trying to give him, we had treats and stickers and candy, you know, lollipops. And he had zero interest in any of that. He was storming right by us. And he just wanted to go over and shoot the machine gun with John Hipwell. So it was like the strangest thing you've ever seen. But this kid just loved it. And he came back both days. He was running around giving everyone high fives. Just the cutest little guy there is. But yeah, just a real good, wholesome family event. The weather held up this year. It was absolutely beautiful. The Hipwells, you know, spare nothing. This is an all out event, just a wonderful time. And of course, they topped it all off with a very generous $10,000 donation 
to STARS, which is the emergency um, helicopter evacuation ambulance type thing, and $10,000 to the CCFR. So we're super grateful for that. But just just an incredible event all the way around. Yeah, a great group of people. Yeah. Um, yeah, so special thanks to Wolverine Supplies for a $10,000 donation to the CCFR. So really awesome, guys. Thank yeah. you for that. Yeah. All right. Now, um, some more positive stuff. That was only kind of the start of your summer schedule. So if, if people don't know, yeah. uh, Tracy is sort of the one that does the traveling uh, because I'm kind of uh, bogged down with the things that I do, which includes the TV show and the podcast, right, which is a lot of work. And obviously I have to be here to do that. Uh, mm -hmm. And Tracy's slightly younger than I am and far more energetic. So, Oh, come on. <laughs> There's only a couple years between us. <laughs> I'm in decline. Um, but, uh, <laughs> which is, which is clear if you just have one good long look. Um, oh, but anyway, you're, you're running around all summer. Uh, why don't yeah. you give us a, a couple of the highlights where you're going to be? Okay. Well, coming up this month, July 16th, I'll be in Windsor, Ontario at the general gun golf tournament in support of the CCFR. So this is a really fun event. It's held at the Sutton Creek golf course. It's an 18 hole course and like I'm not even a golfer I went last year for the first time and you know they were letting me uh shoot the ball like a, as if I was using a pool cue and we were just giggling and laughing and just having a wonderful time they have beer and hot dogs halfway through a banquet dinner at the end if you're interested in coming to play email brian at generalgun.com and it's, it's a great time the weekend after that July 21st through the 24th we will be in Prince Edward County, and I'll be with the the CCFR Women's Program. We're doing our Eastern Canada photo shoot for the Calendar Girls, and this is a great time. We've got an Airbnb there. We've got locations all over Prince Edward County and Kingston area. We'll be taking the girls on, on a little bit of a field trip, and at the same time, it's a bit of a retreat. I cook them a nice meal. We sit around the campfire afterwards, share some stories, and just kind of connect. It's a lot of fun. July 29th, I'm heading out east to Woodstock, New Brunswick for the Guns and Heels Ladies Range Day at Woodstock uh, Pistol and Rifle Club. This is that huge one they did last year. Well over 100 women attended last year. Uh, we're going to try and top that this year. Woodstock Pistol and Rifle Club in Woodstock is just great supporters of the CCFR. I'm going to come back to Ontario. August 5th, we'll be in Frankfurt, Ontario, which is near Belleville. Um, at the Lower Trent Valley Fish and Game Club, we're doing another Ladies' Range Day there. I think some of the girls from the CCFR Women's Program will be joining me. August 9th through 12th, I'm heading back out west, back to Manitoba to Selkirk for IPSC Nationals. So this is the big provincial or the big national handgun championships. It's held at Selkirk Fish and Game. We'll have a booth there. We'll be selling swag. And, of course, there's a big banquet dinner. August 18th through the 21st, I'll be in Calgary, Alberta, near Cochrane, actually. And that's our Western photo shoot with the girls. The same deal as out east, but with all the girls from the west. August 26th, I'm back here in Bécancourt, Quebec, which is on the other side of Montreal, um, doing a ladies' range day there. So i got to make sure I hit Quebec this summer and pay them a visit. And then September 7th through 9th, you and I are going to be in Quebec City at the CPC policy convention, and this is really important, there's actually a couple of policies that are being brought forward about guns that I want to make sure that we have some input on. Um, but at the same time, we're going to do some magic. September 8th through the 10th, 
will be in Toronto. So we'll be in Quebec City and Toronto, Toronto's TACOM. Quebec City is the CPC policy convention. Somehow we're going to do both. And then, of course, the House of Commons resumes on September 18th and the Senate comes back on the 19th. And that's the summer. It'll be over by then. Oh, is that it? That's it. Yeah. So I'm just going to sit around this summer and work on my tan. We're going to need a little more work out of you uh, than that. But we'll talk about that offline. Yeah, I'm just uh, being lazy. You know me. <laughs> so part of that was uh, doing a couple of photo shoots for the calendar project. Uh, yeah. The calendar project has become bigger and bigger every year. Oh, um, yeah. But uh, just in case people don't know about the calendar and what it actually is, it's a calendar with actual CCFR members in it. And it's also a um, a contest, like a um, yeah, yeah, like a draw ticket. Yeah. So here's the deal. Well, it, it originated because we wanted to, <coughs> excuse me, fund and support ladies' range days across the country. And of course, we didn't want to reach into the CCFR membership dollars and use that. So we thought, well, how can we fundraise to do our own range events and do it on our own, right? Women for women. So we got together and we started producing this annual calendar. And you're exactly right. It's just average girls from the CCFR. They're members. Some of them are field officers. They're from our community. Just average real girls. We get together. We have these retreat weekends. Have a great time. Dress them all up. Produce this calendar. You can go to ccfrcalendar.com once you buy one and register it. And every month we draw all kinds of prizes. I just did a draw the other day. I gave away a 12 gauge shotgun and a bunch of an, another swag pack with eye pro and ear pro and all kinds of good stuff in it. Um, and yeah, we raise probably about $40,000 a year with this calendar. Um, and then of course that goes right back into ladies range days. So women all across the country who otherwise wouldn't have the opportunity get to come out and try the shooting sports and, the idea there is to sort of influence their opinion about guns and gun ownership. So, yeah, there's a, a method to our madness, but, yeah, it's a, it's a great, fun project, and it all kind of folds right back into itself and grows every year. Yeah, and, and all those all those prizes are all donated to us from businesses. Yeah, so we, we're very yeah, fortunate we so in much, how well-supported we are. Yeah, we have a lot of really good support from retailers all across the country, so... We couldn't do it without them. If you're interested in helping out, send me an email at tracy.wilson at ccfr.ca. That's awesome. Shameless plug. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's the end of our list. Wasn't uh, wasn't nearly as bad as uh, as most episodes. No, no. So a lot of good news there. So if you're around for any of these events out there, listeners, that would be fun to see you. And uh, yeah, if you've got an event coming up and you want to help our help to advertise it, send us an email at info at ccfr.ca and we'll put it out there too. Awesome. So uh, the next time we'll talk to you is in about a month. Yeah, we're yeah. going to take a break. A little break. Awesome. Well, thank you for the update and we will uh, see you in 30 days. All right, we'll see you then. All right, that's going to do it for episode 146 of the CCFR radio podcast. Reminder, you won't get another podcast for a month and then after that, just over another month. But um, but anyway, thank you so much everyone for watching and uh, and commenting and supporting the CCFR. I really appreciate it. I think, oh yeah, one, one thing I'm going to uh, talk to you about before I uh, let you go. Someone said in the comments uh, in the last podcast, um, tell us what's involved in the insiders group. So in a nutshell, the insiders group is um, a group of people that 
contribute more than $20, $20 or more a month to the CCFR. You can do that on the website. Go there and just um, um, sign up for a recurring donation, $20 or more a month, and you get added to the insiders group. So that's a, um, an email list. Basically, you get included into a, a web meeting, a Zoom meeting with me and, and Wilson um, roughly once a month. So if you've got concerns or ideas or whatever, you can actually tell them to us directly, see what we think, interact with us, whatever, right? Uh, we'll ask you for opinions, stuff like that. And we give away um, prizes in every episode as well. So uh, there'll be, I think there's one prize for everyone that's in that actual meeting and one or two prizes for the entire um, uh, insiders group. So your chances of winning something uh, throughout the year is actually pretty good. You might even win a couple of things. So anyway, that's what the insiders group is. So... You won't have another uh, episode for a month. Take some time. Enjoy the summer a little bit. If you're working hard, make hay while the sun shines. Don't think about any of these lunatics uh, over in Ottawa. Take the time for yourself and uh, and take a break because we all have to. We all need a little bit of rest to be resilient to this stuff. And as I said in the beginning of the podcast, it's on again. Come the middle of September and with the CCFR, it is on. If you know what I'm saying, it's going to be on. So thanks again for watching. Take care and we'll see you in a month. This is another episode of the CCFR Radio Podcast. Remember, if you don't stand up for your own ability to own and use firearms, who will? Join the CCFR or donate right now at www.firearmrights.ca.